sounds like a that sounds like a good voice right there. You guys are strong. You have a strong voice. That was good. Come on, give him a hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we're so grateful for you, God. We're so grateful that you don't have to come, like the psalmist of today says, sings. You don't have to come, but we thank you because you always do. You always show up. How many of you know that God responds to hunger? <laughs> Listen, here's some good news tonight. You ready for this? God gives hunger if we ask for it. When the team was, when we were worshiping, the team was leading us, and Meg got to one chorus, and I'll think, I'll remember what it was in a, in a second, but <laughs> she got to one, one chorus, and I kept feeling in, on the inside of, of, my, of my spirit, I kept feeling on the inside of my heart, that it's okay to say, it's okay if you came here tonight, and the only thing, it's okay if you came here tonight, and it wasn't, Jesus wasn't the only thing you were after. It's okay. You can't stay there. It's not okay to stay there, but it's okay to admit it. It's okay to say, Jesus, I'm watching hundreds of people around me going ballistic, singing and jumping, and some are on the floor and crying over these lyrics on a, on a screen, and I'm sitting in my seat, and I'm just wondering, how come I don't feel like that? It's okay. It's not okay to stay there, but it's okay to be honest Sit with it for a second, and then go, God, how can I get there? Will you take me there? Because like Ben said, listen, I'm all about prayer. I'm all about the word. If you guys know me, you know that. But I didn't fall in love with Jesus because of prayer only and the word only. I fell in love with Jesus, and I got hungry for Jesus like so many others because of my great need and my acknowledgement of I don't have what, what, what I'm reading about is supposed to be happening on the inside of me. I don't have it. But you say I, I'm supposed to. You say that, that I can. So will you do something to me? Will you create hunger on the inside of me? Scripture says you're the bread of life. That those that come to you will be satisfied. They will be full. That you set a banqueting table in front of us. And it's, it's not just wine and meat, even though that is a, a symbolic, that is a reality. It will be a reality in the, in the days to come, but it, it's very symbolic in lots of ways now. But I'm telling you that Jesus is the Lamb of God who sits himself at the front of the table, not only as the head host, but as the meal. And he says, it's okay. I brought you in. It's okay if you're not hungry. It's okay if you're not bouncing around up front like this. That's not for, that's not everybody's flavor. But there is a call from the Spirit of God himself to draw humanity to Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit loves Jesus. Holy Spirit is faithful to bring men and women to Jesus. But he's also a gentleman. And so all we have to do is invite him. So why don't we do that right now? You want to invite him with me? Because he's obviously 
already here. But there's more. And, and I, this, this is not about me. Please hear me. If you're a visitor today, tonight, I want to welcome you. Please don't hear what I'm, I'm not saying. I know this isn't about me. But I want to tell you, there's more of Jesus that I know I need to experience. And I'm no different than anybody else. He has been so faithful. He has been so good. We've got a testimony. Like when, when Justin got that, mm, when Justin got that spontaneous, he's like, let's stay there for a second. There's something on this. And he started singing about a testimony. He got a story. I'm telling you, if there had been like a walkie-talkie, if Justin Jarvis and Julie Stevens had a walkie-talkie, I would have been pressing my button. Hello, hello, hello. Stay there. Stay there. There's something on that. Sing your testimonies. Like everybody on the stage, start singing your testimonies. And as soon as I was thinking of that, guess what happened? Two different brothers from this house came up to me and said stuff. Hey, can I share with you what I think God might be saying right now? I love how Holy Spirit does that. But it's not for a, a, a wow effect. It's because he's looking to lead people to Jesus. And God is writing stories. Let me hear you say that. God is writing stories. That's right. God is writing stories. He's writing stories through your life, and he's writing stories through mine. So let's pray. God, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for all of my friends in this house, old and new. And we just invite you to continue what you've already started. The worship, the, our team, led us into your presence through worship, and we're so grateful. But they were drawn by you, Holy Spirit. We understand the order of things here. They were drawn by you. And so we give you thanks for your presence and your hunger to meet with people, to satisfy humanity with your own self. We want to dine. We want to dine on the manna of your word and engage a little bit longer while we're here together tonight with your presence through the scriptures. We ask this of you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, guys, if you are a visitor, my name is Julie Stevens. Again, I want to welcome you to Friday night at Harbor. Harbor Church, come on. Yeah. We, have, we've take, we had taken a pause at the instruction of the Lord a while back, but Friday nights, we have a rich history in this region with Friday nights. Let me see a, a, a show of hands. How many of you have been to a Friday night service here before? Come on, everybody look around. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, now everybody raise your hand. Everybody raise your hand. This is how many are coming back next time. And we're going to bring friends with us. Yeah. God is in this place. But if you are a visitor with us for the first time, we would love to know who you are. It's, um, it's a little bit hard to do that in a, in a big corporate setting like this. And so what we've done is we've created a couple of connect, uh, we've created a connection card. And we're going to have a, a handful of them at, at the door when you're leaving today. And if you are visiting for the first time, we would love for you to fill it out and to just drop it in the black box or to the people that will be handing it to you at the door. If you make your way into the lobby, there is a welcome uh, center, and we will also uh, exchange it for a gift if you want one of those.
Um, who are we? We are a house of wholehearted lovers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And out of that place of love, because we do have a history, we have a testimony, we have a story, each of us individually and corporately as a church community, we know where Jesus took us from, where he brought us to, and by the scriptures and the Holy Spirit, we know we have a little bit of a clue of where he wants to take us. And so we are partnering in our way as a church community to see Jesus get the desire of his heart for this region. And so if you are interested in sowing into that, we invite you uh, to either... We have a black box at the end, at the front of the back of the ministry center at the front by the door. Drop something off there. There's a couple of different ways to give. You can hear about that um, probably from something behind me. Uh, but we just want to welcome you. All right. This is what we're going to talk about tonight. I heard two things when I was praying for tonight. I heard just Jesus. I said, that works. Just Jesus. Just Jesus. And so I want to read to you an introductory scripture, okay? We are going to spend some time in Revelation chapter 4 and Revelation chapter 5 tonight. So if you have your Bibles with you, go ahead and get to those. Let us just jump in. Let us. I sounded like a salad. Okay, let's jump in. So we are going to read about Jesus, all right? This is going to be taken from Revelation chapter 1. I'm going to read a couple of verses to you. This is the unveiling of Jesus. Revelation 1.1. The revelation of Christ. His hair was white like wool, but glistening like snow. His eyes flashed like a flame of fire, piercing my being. His feet were like white hot bronze refined in a furnace. His voice was powerful. It carried the sound of many rushing waters. And his face, reflecting his majesty, it was shining like the sun at midday in all of its power. God, give us a greater revelation of the glorified Jesus. Hey, so if you aren't familiar with that area of scripture, there was a man that followed Jesus while he walked on the earth. His name was John. And he, has, he had his own testimony, his own story with Jesus. And after Jesus came out of the grave and ascended to heaven, went to the right hand of the Father, Holy, the Holy Spirit brought him into an encounter to give him greater revelation. Remember what I said? Love Jesus love what we, where we've been with him, but there's more. There's more he wants to show us. There's more. We've already been given the full measure. If you are born again in this room tonight, you have the fullness of God living on the inside of you, okay? But how many of you know there's still parts of him that you haven't explored yet? It's like he is the promised land, and you take it little by little. He gave it all. It's your, he's your inheritance. He's my inheritance. But we take the land little by little. How does that work? Discipleship. We grow from glory to glory. Right? So just Jesus. In this particular encounter that John had, where the Holy Spirit took him up, and we'll read about it in a minute, and showed him this vision of Jesus Christ, it was so, he was so mesmerized, a man who knew Jesus in the natural was so mesmerized by the encounter 
that he was laid out on the floor and he didn't think he was going to make it through. How many of you ever had an encounter like that with Jesus? You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. God is amazing. Jesus is waiting to be discovered. The Holy Spirit is looking to unveil Jesus. So here's what I want to do. I want to go back before we jump into Revelation 4 and 5. I want to go back and just look at, uh, at a couple of these like things that jumped that I'm going to put focus on that, that I want us to jump out for a second and, and camp out on. So the first thing I want you to do is we're going after Jesus, right? So I want us to look at um, what, is it, what does this mean? The unveiling of Jesus. His hair was white like wool, but glistening like the snow. His hair was white like wool. I want you to know that white, white represents wisdom. There's a lot of, let me say this first. Let me be wise here. Um, there's a lot of symbolism in the, in the book of Revelation. God loves to speak in different, all different sorts of ways, but, but he speaks through pictures, word pictures. That's very biblical. And so this right here, there's a lot of symbolism here. And so I want to give you a little bit of, of, of clarity on it. So his hair was white like wool. What rests, what I want to say to you tonight is what rests on the headship of Jesus is wisdom. And it's always fresh. It's an ever fresh covering, the wisdom of God in Christ Jesus. And it's fully available for every one of us. Let's go to the next one. Um, his eyes, his eyes flashed like a flame of fire piercing my being. All right, so let's think about eyes for a second. The gospel, in the gospels, we learn that the eyes are the, the light of the body, right? Just, just nod. It, it's in there. Matthew, you can look it up. So the, so the eyes are the light of the body. Uh, how about, how, how, has anybody heard this phrase before? The eyes are the window of a soul. Have you heard that? Okay, we'll settle with that one. That one's good. Okay, so I have a question for you. If the eyes of Jesus are flashing like flames of fire that have the ability to pierce a friend's very being, what does that tell us about the Lord? If the eyes are the window of the soul and the eyes of Jesus Christ are blazing with fire, with flames of fire. Oh, come on, guys. His feet, like white hot bronze, refined in a furnace. Refined in a, feet refined. Okay, Jesus, Ben started to mention something that it's along this lines. Jesus went through judgment for our sins. All right? And with feet on fire, this is what I want to jump out at you. With feet on fire, he now kindles a flame wherever he walks into. Come on. You invite him in. I'm not there yet, Jesus. I see all these ones up here. They're worshiping. They're, 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 they're going for it. They're singing this lyric. They only want you. I don't know that, that I can say that, God. And again, he says, that's okay. But listen, if you invite me in with the covering of wisdom, with eyes that, eyes that burn like fire, and listen, don't be afraid of that. It's passion first. <laughs> it's pa- 
Love is an all-consuming flame. So he's got desire in his heart, and he, he puts his gaze on you. Beauty's in the eyes of the beholder. He puts his gaze on you. He puts his gaze on me, and he's like, I want all up inside there. I want everything about you. Don't hold anything back. Again, he's a gentleman, but this is what he's going for. He's going for everything. Why? Because that's what he gave. And you and I were made to do this. We're made in his image, and we're made to reflect back exactly what he gave for us. Okay? So he steps in with his feet refined in fire. He steps in all ablaze, and he says, wherever, if you invite me into that place, I'm going to step on in, symbolically speaking. I'm going to step on in to, your, to the inside. Like, I'm already in your heart. If you've said yes once, I'm already there, but I'm going to step in. I'm going to help you take new ground, and I'm going to kindle a flame in this new season. How many need a, a, a little bit of a kindling right now in this season? Come on. It's only an ask away. That's only an ask away. His voice was powerful. It carried the sound of many rushing waters. Holy moly. We don't have time right now. In this house, you start talking about the voice of God, we can camp out here for a week. I like that about this house. The voice of God. The voice of God is powerful. I I, I am going to say this. You and I have the ability. I feel like somebody needs to hear this tonight. You have the ability to hear the voice of God if you've said yes to Jesus. You do. You might not recognize it as well as he wants you to, but all you have to do is ask. God, will you teach me how you made me to hear your voice strongest? Will you teach me that? So out of that place, I can hear what John is starting to, what John is describing here. All right, now here's the part that really got highlighted to me tonight. Listen to this. The, uh, let me read it again. His voice was powerful. It carried the sound of many rushing waters. Okay, waters in the scriptures symbolize multitudes of people. So here's the, here's the point that I, that I want to make. God, Jesus' voice awakens sons and daughters into his likeness, and they begin to carry his sound. This is Jesus. This is your Jesus. This is my Jesus. And then we'll finish with, and his face reflecting his majesty. It was shining like the sun at midday in all of its of its power. Face in the, in the original language means uh, uh, presence. It's another word for, like the Hebrew word for face can, can translate into presence. So the Psalms say that God's presence wraps us like a shield brighter than the brilliance of a sun. Do you see the correlation? This is, this is about the presence of God. John has been brought into the presence of Jesus by the person of the Holy Spirit because God the Father wants to unveil him. Isaiah prophesied there will be a gift given to humanity. And in this space, Holy Spirit is, do you want to open the gift? Do you want, and he's opening it to a disciple. He's opening it to a friend. He's, he's not opening it to, to someone who's never met him before, but the encounter was so, so overwhelming that it's, it took its toll for a moment on John and an He actually had to have supernatural help to get up from that place of encounter and to go forward to finish 
what the Holy Spirit wanted to show him. And that's where I want to take us. I want to take us to bridge over into Revelation 4 and 5 because that was just the beginning when I read. His senses, John, so struck with the realization of Jesus that his senses were completely overwhelmed. And then we go to Revelation chapter 4. I'm going to read these verses through, and then we're going to camp for a minute. Are you guys good? Come on, come on. Just Jesus. Revelation 4.1, after this, so John goes from one space to another. After this, I looked, and there before me was an open door in heaven. Hey, hey, how many of you know? There's open heavens over humanity because Jesus finished his work on earth. You guys know that? There's no longer a veil. There's no longer a separation. God, sometimes it feels so far. Listen, I get it. I get it. We're going to get to that in a minute before we close. Because the truth is, there's no separation anymore. There is an open door. In fact, Jesus is the door, he says in John. I am the door. I am the door. So he's, he's wide open. Get the picture. He's like, can you see this? Watch. He opens up. It's like he opens up. If, 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 God, if, if I'm a picture of Jesus right now, I'm opening up from like my rib cage, and I'm just I, arms wide open. Who wants in? It's an invitation. I looked, and there before me was an open door in heaven, and I heard the same voice that spoke to me before. It was the voice that sounded like a trumpet, the voice that said, come up here, and I will show you. Let's stop at that. Come up here, and I will show you. God, what do you want to show all of us, each of us here tonight? What do you want to show us, God, about Jesus? We're here because we want to see what what we were singing about. We want to see. Then the Spirit took control of me, and there before me was a throne in heaven, and someone was sitting on the throne. Listen, on the way to Jesus, John notes some of his surroundings. Verse 6, before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. We don't have time to go there tonight. We could camp out there for a whole night. And they do not rest day or night saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Listen, who was and is and is to come. Who was and is and is to come. I don't know where you were in your yesterdays. I don't know where you are in your today. I do know what God has for your future, and it is good for your tomorrow. He is the God in all spaces. He was, he is, he is in the days ahead, okay? This is the God that we get to, to, to unpack just for a moment tonight together, that Holy Spirit wants us to leave this building with a fresh revelation of and a hunger to say, will you unveil him to me in this season like never before? All right, what's the next verse? The next verses, I'm not going to pull them up right now for the sake of time. The next verses, there's elders throwing their crowns in front of the throne in worship. They're just pulling, like some, <laughs> like some of the ones that were up here. They were just on, they were just throwing down. That was, that is actually going on in the heavenlies right now. That's not just charismatic crazy. 
Come on. Come on. I'm not going to apologize to anybody in the room for somebody else's flavor with Jesus. Okay? But if it makes you uncomfortable, if it makes you uncomfortable, you have permission in a respectful way, if you have relationship with someone, to sit down with them and tell them, you know what, that makes me a little uncomfortable. Can you talk to me about that? Come on. This, this is a healthy family. This is how we do family. I don't know why you were down there and it looked like you were one of those elders throwing something that was invisible on the floor. What were you doing? Well, you won't know unless you ask. And if you ask the way God wants you to, it will mean that a relationship starts between you and somebody that you're talking to. Okay? All right. Um, We're going to pick it up in Revelation 5, 5, 6. John says, Then I saw a young lamb standing in the middle of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and 24 elders. He appeared to have been slaughtered but was now alive. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out to the ends of the earth. All right, more symbolism. You guys ready? Horns are a picture of power and authority in the scriptures. Seven is a number, prophetic number, for perfection, right? So what John is actually, what Holy Spirit is trying to convey to us through John tonight is that perfect authority now belongs to Jesus, the lamb who died and rose again, the one whose blood redeemed us from sin to bring us back into oneness with God. And out of that revelation, the next verses, in the next verses, which again, we're not going to pull up, a song erupts in heaven. And the lyrics of the song sound like this. You alone are worthy. You have redeemed us to God by your blood. And out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Verse 11. Then I looked and I heard the voices of myriads of angels in circles around the throne, as well as the voices of living creatures and elders, myriads and myriads. And as I watched, all of them were singing with thunderous voices, worthy is Christ the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive great power and might and wealth and wisdom and honor and glory and praise. And then every living creature being jo- began to, they joined the angelic choir and they started to worship with one voice saying, praise and honor and glory and dominion be to God enthroned and to Christ the Lamb forever and ever. And then every living creature, they responded, amen. And then the, the, the elders, they threw themselves face down on the ground and they worshiped. They worshiped. How did we get here tonight? How did we get here tonight? I'm, gonna, I'm here to tell you that the scriptures, everything in heaven, I'm here, my desire being here tonight was to, reveal, to relate to you that everything in heaven looks to the one because he's worthy. All eyes are on Jesus, even all the countless ones on these creatures that scripture talks about, angels and stuff, crazy stuff. It's real. 
It's real. You don't have to watch. Listen, I'm all about movies. My family, we love movies. Like, we love movies. That's right. I know you love movies, too. We love movies so much. There's always, like, we're always looking for prophetic symbolism in my house. Do you know what that means? Did you see that? I guess what God told me through that scene right there. I mean, we're crazy. But I'll tell you, if you want a story, you just get into the scriptures. I'm not saying don't watch movies. I love that, that creatives are being prompted by the Spirit of God to write things beyond what they can see on the planet because that's what God made us to actually do. They're just doing it in their way. Some of it, a lot of it, isn't redeemed yet. Doesn't mean we have to boycott. But know our story. Know the story. You want a blockbuster? <laughs> Get into this book. Hello. All right, so how do we get here? One thing, primary focus, everything in heaven is fully convinced that Jesus Christ is worthy. And that in itself would be enough to warrant a teaching like this. It would. But God loves to communicate to us through real life. How many, God talks to you through your real life, not just your Bible? How many are like me? My goodness gracious. I'm like, am I going to get another teaching off of sitting in traffic for too long in I-95? Help me, Jesus. Come on. He'll use it all. He'll use it all. All right, so God loves to use real life to communicate to us. So this past week, I felt stretched thin. And so as I'm sitting with the Lord, just Jesus, Revelation 1, 4, 5, he's like, yes. I'm like, you're so worthy. It's all for you. He's like, I am worthy. And it is. I, it's, it's enough to, just because of my worth. But let's be honest and share it with everybody else. You know why? Because if we have to do church services where we're not authentic, what the heck are we doing? Okay, so here's some authenticity. You ready? I was balancing my life really good. No, <laughs> I was. I thought I was balancing my life pretty good, and a couple of unexpected things came up. They needed my attention. They weren't bad things necessarily, but they needed my attention, and I didn't think I had any more attention to give. And so my question to God was this. How do I settle my thoughts, God? And give focus to the extra that I know that you're calling me to. And he said, just Jesus. It's funny. God's prescription for most things is just Jesus. I want you to think back to Revelation, because I, f- I feel strongly that what God wants us to get right now is the s- similar experiential revelation that we read about, that all of those creatures and all of those angels and those elders, everything that was around the throne, the revelation, the experiential, hear me, the experiential revelation. I love being taught 
Teachers are necessary in the body of Christ. They will get us to the full measure in part. They are part of a team that will help us get to the full measure of what God has prophesied to Jesus. At the same time, knowledge just here needs to move here. That's what I'm talking about. That, that 18 inches, that's experiential revelation, is what everything in heaven has regarding the worth of Jesus Christ. And that is what God wants us to get. So, ongoing relational encounter is the prescription that I feel like the Father has written It's also the invitation that I started with. An ongoing, relational, deep unto deep. There's more to be had. There's more to be experienced. An ongoing relational encounter with Jesus. I may not know what you're experiencing personally, just like a lot of you might not know what I'm experiencing personally. But I I do want to suggest one thing to all of us tonight that the link between where you currently are and where God desires to take you is Jesus. It's a fresh encounter. It's a deeper understanding, an experience. Experience is not a bad Christian word. It might have gotten a bad rap because we've been carnal from time, because we're growing still. Let me say it that way. Because the body of Christ is growing, and people are people. We're, we, we're all still growing. But if we, have, if we give preference to one another, if we trust what the Holy Spirit is, that the Holy Spirit is working something out in brothers and sisters, we can put things to the side. And, and not, we don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Why did I just go on that little thing? I guess somebody needed to hear that. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Okay? Experience. That's where I was going. Experience. God encounters people through Scripture, Genesis to Revelation. There's experience in real life. And those real-life experience with a God who loves people transforms people, and those people go out and transform the places around them. That's what we need. He's worthy, but that's what we need. You have a life purpose God gave you a life purpose. He gave me a life purpose. He gave you passions that are linked to that life, that life purpose. Do you realize that? Like you have passions on the inside of you. This is for somebody. You've got passions on the inside of you. They're linked. They're not random. They're linked to some of your life purposes. But you live in the planet like me. And it's still not completely one You know, there's, there's, it's still a work in progress here. And so what happens with your life purpose and all of these, these, uh, the, these uh, passions that you have that are linked to those, that, those life purposes that God himself gave us, there's resistance to them. You are facing resistance against your life purpose. 
I know you are because you're, you're human and you're still here on planet Earth. But fresh encounters, ongoing relational encounters with Jesus Christ are the link to take you where you are right now into what the Father has, the next step into what the Father has for you and what he has for me. Chances are most people in the room are probably sinking an answer to something. And God knows that. He's good. He drew you here to discover Jesus. That's what, what was all that worship about? That's what this was about. It opened the door. It got us ready for some word. I don't know if you're experiencing him for the first time or the hundredth time. But the experience is meant to be real and it's meant to be, it's meant to mark you tonight. Jesus is the answer to every present challenge, every past wounding, and the key to every future victory. Come on, give him a hand. Come on, come on. Okay, we are going to go back You have to pick up your kids in a few minutes. We're going to go back into worship. And as the band starts to play, I I have one thing that because of the two uh, guys that came up and had words uh, as worship was going on in the beginning, I want to do something. I want to say this. I want to, let me, I'm just going to say it this way. I I have a call to action. Why don't you stand up? Come on. I got a call to action for everybody. I want I want to do something with this word. I don't know what you need, but I know it's found in Jesus. And I want to give us the opportunity to say yes to the Father at the prompting of the Holy Spirit for more or or new encounters with Jesus Christ tonight. Jesus has delivered me from demonic oppression. He has delivered me from addiction. He has healed my body of diseases and he has redeemed relationships and saved, rewritten my history with an innocence and a purity that the devil worked so hard to steal from me. If you have been delivered by Jesus from something, I want you to come and stand up here. If Jesus has delivered you of something, I want you to come stand up here. Okay. Jesus has delivered you of something. If Jesus has healed you of something, I want you to come up here. If you have been healed in any way, physically, mentally, if he has healed you, I want you to come up here. Come on, make room. 
says that locusts come to eat things away. But if Jesus has redeemed and made good on things that the enemy tried to make really, really bad, if you're still in your seat and that's your testimony, I want you to come forward too. Come on. Hey, we're a family. Look around the room. everybody. I'm asking just for a minute. If you have to go pick up your kids, go get them and come back. We got, we, we have a few more minutes where we can be in, in worship of Jesus, but if you have kids, go get them in the back hallway and come right back. Meg, there was something that you were singing earlier about Jesus. Just Jesus. And I'm going to ask us to go back to that place. There was something so heavy on it. And two people came up while you were singing it and they kept hearing things from God. And I believe that God wants us to go back to that place and to make space for everyone who has been healed, delivered, or redeemed because of Jesus to go back to that place and to worship all that he is. In your name, God, we give you this time. We give you, come on, join in with me. We give you this time, God. We give you this time. The end of a thing is greater than its beginning. We give you this time, God. In the last moments that we're gathered together corporately, we thank you for the renewing, for the, uh, the invitation to start Friday nights again. We thank you for what you did in the season before. It was glorious, God. But you have told us prophetically that where you are taking us is even more glorious. And it will lead to holiness and wholeness. And so as a house, as a little community in the South Florida region, we say yes for all of South Florida. Come on, raise your hand, say yes. We say yes for fresh encounters with Jesus Christ for everyone in South Florida, God. Everyone in South Florida, because you are worthy, Jesus, and humanity has such a great need for your presence. Come on. Come on. Let's stay in this place and worship him. Go get your kids, but come on back. Come on back. We worship you, Jesus.
so worthy, God. for you to worship Jesus however you want. If you need to go, we thank you for joining us tonight. We will be here next first Friday in November, November 1st. Join us again. We love you guys. But if you can stay, stay in worship for a few more minutes.
oftentimes the, the very thing that we're singing, God's saying back to us because it's more than words, it's, it's actually unity. He's asking that the cry of the Spirit of God inside of us cries out to the Holy Spirit and says that we were created to be one. We're created to be one. So as we sing, I just want you, I believe he's saying, I just want you. And I felt that tonight we made a sacrifice to be here. You gave up your time. You made space. And the Lord honors that. He, God is able to do things when we make space for him in, in our time, in our lives, in our hearts. But I don't know how many of you know this, but as of October 1st, we just crossed into the, the Jewish New Year. There was a, a new year in the Jewish calendar. And I don't know if, if you guys are perceiving, discerning a shift tonight, but I want to give a little bit of language and understanding. There is a new, a new year that has begun this week, this week. And I feel tonight, I, as we worship the, in the first worship set, I, I heard God say this, and I, I don't want to humbly say this to you. I heard God say, do you know who you're inviting in the room when you ask me to come? Yes, I'm friend. Yes, I'm king. Yes, I'm savior. Yes, I'm healer. I'm deliverer. But I'm the lion of the tribe of Judah. And I saw, I saw a lion's head right here, just with authority that said, I'm the way maker. I'm the way maker. I heard God say, I'm the way maker. And a lot of us, you guys, a lot of us have been trying to be our own way maker. We've been trying to make our own way. And when we allow God to be who he is, he's the one that makes a way in us first. I, I think there's questions tonight. Julie said, I believe there's people here tonight that have needs, and I know I know people are like, that's totally fine. But I believe that there's even needs and there's questions people have. And I think we're looking externally and God is saying, I want, I want to make a way on the inside before we go anywhere else. Before we get to where you want to go, before we do what you want to do, I want to make a way inside of you where, where there hasn't been a way yet. And so what I'm about to say, this language sometimes isn't very popular, but I am a huge fan of repentance. I'm a huge fan of repentance. It's what we say in this song in the first time. It's not coming under shame. It's not coming under condemnation. It's not even saying, I have to deal with my own junk. It's saying, God, I give you my life. I give you all of me. I just want you. And his heart says, I just want all of you. I want all of you. I want all of you. I don't want just one night. I don't want just two and a half hours. Do you know that? Like we want, we want him deeply. When it's when it's a powerful moment, he goes, I want you so bad. I want you so bad. Would you give me your life again? And, and I can't, I can't think of a better time. This is a new year. And in, in, in the calendar of, of, of the Jewish culture and, and the kingdom, this is a new year. And so if there's a part of you that, that needs to be given over to Jesus, and I promise you, when, when you allow him to make a way in you, he will make a way through you. I promise you he will. And so I feel like there's a shift tonight, and it's an invitation not to just feel something encouraging, not to just feel something like powerful tonight, but let him move in you. Let him make a way inside of you. So this, this, this entire stage is open, like Julie said. Please, uh, as, as, we, as we have these Friday nights, this is way more than just, uh, just awesome worship. We're, we're, we're going after God because he's taking us somewhere. And I believe he's taking us somewhere in, in his heart and in what he's had for.
plan for us. We are prophetic people. You guys already know it. Let's uh, let, let's let's give him who we are. But um, I'm just gonna say this. Um, whatever you know you need to do tonight um, to to see that newness accepted, received, and to step into your new here and to step into your newness. Um, go after it. Do it. God's heart is open wide. His arms are open wide. And then I'm just gonna let the band keep playing. But I feel like specifically there's some musicians that are supposed to prophesy through their instruments, specifically Keith. I'm just calling it out. We're having fun right now. The Holy Spirit's here. Like, we're going to let God be God. We're going to let God be who he is. But I feel like there's, there, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go after him. We're going to let Holy Spirit say what he wants to say, do what he wants to do. But I feel like Keith, you're supposed to just prophesy with your drums. Go for it.